How does this affect the beaver? Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbing. Uh, it looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday, the show that helps you win your Monday because we're going to give you all the news that you really need to know that happened over the weekend. As we all know, the news cycle ends pretty much when uh, when John and Ken say so on Friday, which is around 2.15. So um, uh, the thing, as it turns out, news happens on the weekend. There are some, I'm not naming names, but uh, they do a morning show here on KFI, who say that nothing happens on the weekends. Well, our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, got uh, stiff-armed by the North Koreans uh, yesterday. That happened on the weekend. The uh, One of the two Britons, the, the couple that were poisoned by, I guess, the leftover Novichok nerve gas that... Uh, that uh, was meant for the defector, uh, Sergei Skripal, and his daughter. Uh, though they survived after, uh, what about, uh, like 40 days of intensive medical care? Isn't that weird? They survived. They, they were, were the, the targets. targets. And this couple finds it accidentally. The woman is dead. So now you have a murder investigation in Britain, and this is the second one. Could this be the Russians... Putting a little more Novacek out there just to well, throw everybody off. Even if it was accidental, even if even if this is like throwing the gun away that you know was a murder weapon and it's a kid finding it and and shooting himself. They if they if they carelessly threw this deadly nerve gas away and a couple found it uh, and and accidentally opened up the container or whatever. Now this woman is dead, so this is a murder, um, just like the murder of uh, I forgot his name, uh, the guy that. That uh, uh, that Putin killed with the radioactive tea uh, back in, uh, uh, died in the 2012 or 2013. Uh, Scotland Yard calls that a murder. They know who did it. There are indictments. Now they've got another one. Uh, but uh, so we'll we'll uh, well, you know what? I'm talking about it now. So you know what? F it. Let's just talk about it. London's Metropolitan Police Force said the case has become a homicide investigation. 44 year old Don Sturgis died at hospital. In Salisbury, uh, she and her boyfriend, Charlie Rowley, were admitted back on June 30th after falling ill a few miles away. In Amesbury, the uh, the man, Charlie Rowley, Rowley remains in critical condition. Uh, so now... And how did the other two Russians, or the uh, former Russian spy and his daughter fare, are they out of the hospital? I guess they're out. They're 100%. Are they like... <clears throat> and they're monitoring them, but the daughter... Are they underground? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then the deal is they're going to move them to the U.S., uh, they're they're going to oh, the, MI six is going to move them to the U S. and uh, because that we're a far larger country, harder to find, uh, you know the whole thing. But they have MI six has that uh, agreement. It sort of has a, a that you know mutual assistance agreement with the CIA and the FBI that we have with British MI six and MI five. Uh, and so they're you know this guy is a defected spy. He was they the the British traded a spy for him for Skripal. So he was supposed to be off limits. And so when when uh, this was very personal, 
when Putin had this guy killed, plus his daughter, that was clearly very personal, but he didn't die, so it wasn't a homicide. Well, now they have two innocent Britons, um, one now dead. So now you've got the murder case from a couple of years ago uh, from the uh, the polonium in the tea, uh, and that took that guy 14 days of just horrific pain to die in, in, in hospital. Uh, now this, this poor woman... Um, for the past nine days uh, has has been struggling. She's dead. So so here's the issue. Uh, Britain has now advanced to the semifinals in the World Cup, and they look pretty good doing it. There there was a chance that if uh, if Croatia had not defeated Russia, then Russia would have faced Britain on Wednesday. And, uh, and now there is a there's a growing cry in Britain amongst people who are not soccer fanatics to pull the British team out of the World Cup because... Oh, unthinkable. Well, here's the thing. Putin, uh, not just Putin, but his predecessors, uh, whether it's Boris Yeltsin or the actual Soviet Union or before them, the uh, the, the, the czar's re- regime, the monarchy, Russia cares about what the world thinks about it almost as much as America does. And Russia loves... They love public wins they love a public show russia loved it uh when uh when a russian won a nobel prize for poetry or literature it was rare but they loved it they hated it when somebody like uh, andrei solzhenitsyn won a nobel prize for anti-soviet literature they hated that russia loved the olympics they loved their athletes winning in the olympics they loved having the first man in space even though they lied about it uh, they 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 loved the winter and summer Olympics. They loved hosting. Putin loved hosting those Olympics in Sochi. Doesn't matter that they they cheated. went bankrupt and they cheated and 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 then the last Olympics, the Russians, the, the literally the entire team was banned from the Olympics because they can't do it without performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> and then they let them back in. And they let them in and they still uh, failed. Uh, so now they're putting on, uh, by all accounts. A really well-run World Cup, and and they're lucky because it, it it turns out to be a very exciting World Cup, except for the fact that America's not in it because there's two kinds of countries: countries that have put a man on the moon, and countries that play soccer. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, which would you rather? So, be? anywho, uh, so Putin is loving this attention. Then his boys lose, and so the idea that Britain pulls the carpet out from his World Cup totally pees in his Wheaties. Um, and, or, and possibly drops the number two in his Wheaties, basically saying, you know what? We might be the eventual champs. We are. There's going to be an asterisk next to your World yes. Cup forever because we are pulling up. The thing is, there it, there's nothing in America like the place that soccer has uh, in in Europe and specifically in in Britain. In most countries, yeah, yeah there they, would be riots all over the place. They don't. Have, they're not wealthy enough to have three awesome professional sports, three seasons that. That they or, didn't invent. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the thing is we have these three sports. It's like, oh, look, I got a, I got a peach basket. You got a volleyball. I'll bet you I can throw that volleyball in the peach basket more than you can. Oh, look, basketball. Um, uh, and uh, hey, look, um, here, there, I have a stick. You throw a ball at me, and I'll see if I can hit it past. That. In in Europe and around the rest of the world, soccer is it. And so in Britain, this the idea that you would suggest. Pulling the British team um, uh, out of, they, they have to get past 
Croatia, Croatia, which I was watching the Croatia-Russia game, and I was waiting for the Croatia guys to, to double over in pain from something. From, Nova, from the <laughs> yeah, Novichok Gatorade. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, send them to my special locker room and lock the door. Um, so the, everyone wants a Britain-France World Cup. Nah, I do too. not everyone. That would be awesome. Everyone nah. does. Croatia, Belgium. Everyone. I, I, you know what? I, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind the Croats. I'm. Uh, They've really been good. Yeah, they're better than the Serbs. And so, uh, so for Britain, even talking about this out loud, um, it has the Russians very nervous. But Theresa May's government is in absolute disarray There's as of no this way. morning. Right now, her minister for the Brexit has quit. If if Theresa May is is still the prime minister at the end of today uh, in in Great Britain, there will be apparently a minor miracle. But anyway, this is a big deal that a, a Briton has died, a U.K. citizen has died at the hands of a Russian assassination nerve gas. There is no question that its, its origin is from Russia. Plus, our president's about to go to Moscow and meet one-on-one with Putin, apparently oblivious to the fact that it will be recorded, and at a time and place of their choosing, they will release that recording. So he better watch what the hell he says. But regardless... When is he ever? <laughs> and is he taking a call from Theresa May saying... Do me a favor, be an ally, and cancel your trip to Moscow. Please do this for me because Putin has killed a Briton, has killed a, a British citizen besides attempting to kill. And by the way, for the record, the Russian defector, uh, Sergei Skripal, and his daughter were both U.K. citizens. So there is now a track record of a Putin not really giving a rip about what you know country you're a citizen of, killing whoever he wants to kill. So the world has become very, very complex today because a, uh, a woman uh, exposed to the Novichok nerve gas uh, has died. A happy ending here in the Southland. Maybe you saw the Amber Alert for a 13-year-old girl who's missing. Uh, she's back. And for some reason, this family had a tremendous amount of trust in the homeless guy that they befriended uh, who took her. We'll uh, play that for you here coming up. Um, and wow, it's hot. A lot of you don't have electricity. We'll get to that. We'll give you the count. And a whole bunch of fires flared up today and went out. Uh, others are still uh, blazing. We'll uh, get back to this. And wait till you hear how Elon Musk spent today in at Pacific Palisades High School. Wait till you hear what Elon Musk is doing for these kids in Thailand. We'll play you this audio when we come back. It's pretty amazing if you're a billionaire. It's super hyper local. Sunday, Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI. AM 640, more stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is the dark. Hey, hey, lady, it's a super hyper local Sunday. Brian sits in here till 10, tracking all of the stuff. Oh, shut up. Um, the uh, That happened all here through the uh, the Southland. So, uh, desperate rescue Not underway. A <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, I some am. of it, huh? I, I, I most of it, but some some of them. Parachutes. Uh, <clears throat> the first album was great. Yeah, and time is a great song. Clock. The, the clocks. That, yeah, which is about time. Time. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, anywho, the scene uh, Pacific Palisades High School, home of the Dolphins. And the location of the Carl Lewis track. I did everybody. not know that was where that was taking place. Fans, that's, the, that's great. The Dolphins. So here's the deal. These uh, kids in Thailand have to get out. Um, in the, the problem, most of them can't swim. None of them have ever done scuba. So they have to go from 0 to 50 um, to save their lives. You know, what, what, about, the, what about panic? Uh, what about the variables? So in comes Elon Musk. 
uh, sometime yesterday saying that he has a small submersible submarine and it can be used as a rescue rig. And if you've seen, and I tweeted it out about half an hour ago, there's video from inside the cave with one of the Thai divers where they get to a, it's a side shot where he's, he's uh, transversing this really narrow passage and his oxygen tank is off and he's pushing it forward of him and he has to turn his head sideways with his helmet on. He has to, he has to get down, make himself small, turn his head sideways and pull himself through this very narrow crack. Okay. Elon Musk's submarine will not make it through that. So his heart's in the right place and all that stuff. But he, he's been banging on this all day long. And some of these tweets are now eight hours old. So what they did, and he thanked, he thanked uh, Palisades Charter High School, home of the Dolphins, for the use of their pool. And they set up a little obstacle course, a, sort of a framework uh, obstacle course. And they're being really generous with the space they're giving each other. But let me, let me describe this. Uh, and, and there really is, it's not bullet-shaped. It, it's sort of, it, I guess it's kind of bullet-shaped. But it's more suppository shaped. It's a straight silver pleasure device, marital aid. Okay, it's a it's a silver thing. It's a silver deal, right? It's, so it's not when he says submarine, it's, it's a, a cylinder. It's a capsule. Yeah, it's a cylinder with a with a slight ogive with, with a with a pointy uh, bow, uh, just like a suppository. So there's no there's no confusion whatsoever about which way is forward. Could it be used for part of the the, the route? Well, I don't know. I wonder. You know, at some point, then you got to get that kid out and put him in scuba stuff anyway. Mm. Just watching the video, you just it's hard to imagine that this could navigate yeah. through those. I mean, there's no. So, it doesn't look like it flexes at all. So it's he, pretty so, long. Well, yeah. and here's here is what they're doing. They've got a team of of water X or whatever they are, <laughs> space a space water. Uh, Elon Musk. Apparently, when you're that much of a billionaire, you can just invoke worldwide scuba expertise and have them in palisades uh, to do this on a Sunday morning. That's what he's done. So they have this this uh, watertight cylinder, and at the base of it, at the flat end, that's where you enter and exit. And and so here's the deal. Uh, the divers pull it at the pointy end and push it around the sides. The oxygen tanks are external. They're strapped around the side, making it even wider. And and you get in there feet first, so you're you're when you're traveling, you're feet first. And you can't see. There's no windows. Yeah. There's no nothing. So so if the problem is that they're thinking that the kids would be panicky in the darkness of this of this water with flashlights and all that, and you're thinking that the solution there is to just jam them into a suppository <laughs> for four hours and not let them out, uh, <clears throat> this thing is not even two feet wide, which is fine for a twelve year old Thai boy. Um, but uh, here's a little bit. This is some of the audio. There, the, uh, I, I tweeted out the video, but they they took it for a test spin, and uh, they took it for a bunch of laps around the Pacific Palisades, humble dolphins, uh, pool, a lovely pool. Why wouldn't it be? It's a public school in Pacific Palisades, and uh, they took it for a bunch of laps, and they did a uh, you know simulated rescue. And uh, spoiler alert: there actually is somebody in this chamber, and so it's neutrally buoyant, so it can it can submerge and they can toss it around and pull it around, uh, you know, underwater. It doesn't. It's not sitting there, you know. It's gonna, not going to bounce off the roof of the cave. 
and they uh, they pull the thing ashore. And I, I was still thinking this is just like a dry run or a test or something. And the, here, Elon Musk's experts are everywhere. They have to depressurize it. There's the depressurizing. We did. We did. So this is around 1 p.m. today. Elon Musk is saying, look, we can get this thing on a plane, and we can get it there in 17 hours if you give us the word. If you say the word, we can get it there. So now they, they, they open up all the fasteners at the bottom. They open it up. Yeah, we're also going to have to go up to the bottom one. I have no idea how you do this without swearing. Oh, really? Yeah. Pressure's down. Welcome back. There's somebody in there. Was it a child? Yeah. Oh my. They had. They put someone in. I, I don't know if it's one of Elon Musk's kids. How old does he look? He's got five boys. I don't know, maybe 15. But Elon Musk has five boys. Two of them are going into high school. This might be one of them. And I mean, I gotta say. I know, I know you thought you were sleeping in today, son, but you're yeah. going to have to do me a favor. Well, we know who's not his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I know, so I, yeah. And this, this container is no broader than this kid's shoulders. Yeah. So he's he, like, he is compact. He goes in there. So this is like a 150-pound Caucasian kid, so it's probably certified for, but this for doesn't look. This doesn't look like it would work, does it? To, I, does, to me, in those tight spaces. It just doesn't look like it would fit. No. If they made it, here's the thing, uh, and uh, and this, this thing doesn't have to sustain amazing pressure. If they made it... Uh, oblong if they if the cross section was flat a little more flat and wide uh it might but the way this is uh, now there's no need for it to be round it's not it's not withstanding all this pressure but why not just a, a oxygen mask and an air mattress i i guess and but but i mean here's the thing i like i say with all due respect uh, if i i hope if i was a billionaire i would be sitting there spending my money trying to help others when i you saw that's a desperate true. situation like this that's great you know the whole thing it just seems a bit spotlighty you know that he's tweeting this out. You know it's a tad. yeah, just a little spotlighty. Like for instance, I come and save the day. Uh, yeah, and and so they they already have people on scene in Thailand. They already have a plan. They've executed the plan. They know it works with whatever four kids now. Um, and so with all due respect, Mr. Musk and your escape submarine in Pacific Palisades, California, <laughs> seventeen hours away. Um, that's terrific, but uh, we, we, we can't use it. But anyway, that's what Elon Musk did today. That's your day in billionaire. It could come in handy somewhere down the road. Well, he did tweet out that this could also work as a escape pod in space. So, so you know, and, and that's the thing. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to give him stink eye on this. Everything he does is calculated, you know, and I'm sitting here on KFI, America's number one radio station on a Sunday night. Giving him eight minutes of of, uh, of airtime certainly worth doing it. Yeah, Check yeah, it. and also apparently, my understanding that 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 they had this thing, they just didn't exactly have a use for it. And he said, "Hey, get down to Torrance, grab the the phallus, and let's make it an escape <laughs> submarine. Uh, hook up some oxygen to it. And I'll go. I'll, I'll tell my son we're going to a Harry Potter at Universal City tomorrow, but bring a swimsuit, and then we'll just hit the brakes at Palisades High School." And I'll tell him, let's do a quick swim first, and then we'll we'll bolt him in there. There's no vibrating mode, right? No, apparently not. Uh, they might want to think about that to get through those really, really tight crevices. Um, so that's that's uh, maybe it maybe it self lubricates. I don't know, but we're taking this metaphor a little too far. Uh, we'll uh, be back right after this. Uh, um, a 13 year old disappears under suspicious circumstances. She comes back. She's back. 
under less than suspicious circumstances. That and more coming up. It is uh, Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. at KFI M640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chapane with the news. The music when I looked, the cafe was empty. Then I heard Jose say, man, you know you're in trouble, plenty. So I dropped my drink from my hand. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian sits in here till 10. Some uh, lessons about transience already, uh, well, uh, happening here in Los Angeles here over the weekend. And this is becoming a more and more frequent thing. Uh, if it's not a guy with a two-by-four and a nail driven through it, like like Elmer frickin' Fudd or some, some Warner Brothers cartoon, it was that guy a couple weeks ago. Um, then it's that darn blunt force trauma. So a figure, uh, dig if you will, uh, this picture. This was uh, Friday in Santa Monica. The coroner's office today released the name of a 41-year-old man found dead on a bench outside of Santa Monica Hospital from what police described as blunt force trauma to the chest. Blunt force chest trauma. Uh, his name, Justin Patrick Lee, a transient. Police arrested a suspect identified as, uh, he was 41, like I said, the uh, suspect, 29-year-old Daniel Roy Davis, <clears throat> whose place of residence was not disclosed. Does that mean he's a transient <laughs> And so the, I'm not laughing about it. Um, the, uh, the victim, his body was found 6.45 a.m. Friday on the grounds of Providence St. John's Health Center by hospital staff. Uh, they called the Popo. Santa Monica uh, police uh, spokesperson, uh, Lieutenant Saul Rodriguez, said, quote, as detectives were canvassing the area, or canvassing the area, they located Mr. Davis in the immediate area of, of 2300 blocks Santa Monica Boulevard. Detectives gathered evidence linking Davis to the crime of blunt force chest trauma. He was arrested on suspicion of murder, jailed in lieu of $2 million bail. For some reason, Kamala Harris today has made bail relief her her windmill to joust on July eighth, twenty eighteen, and that's really curious. The, because there's a, there's a purpose when when they have a guy dead to rights that the Constitution of California guarantees everyone is offered bail. Okay, uh, it doesn't say bail that you can afford, and there's a reason that you hold somebody uh, in lieu of two million dollars bail. It's because you're positive he's not going to put up the money. But secondly, it's in the off chance that he can, you don't want him doing it um, because that's a lot of money. So why not just keep him without bail? Well, it's unconstitutional. Oh. Um, and and so there has to be bail offered. It just has to be ridiculous because that, that means that they have the guy did the rights and then, oh, by the way. Well, how do they get to hold people without bail? It happens Well, it, you have to show they're a flight risk. Uh, and and all. And we've already it's already practically been found in California that just being homeless is not, does not mean a flight risk. So I know people are saying, well, no, why is Paul Manafort in a solitary cell for 23 hours? Well, because the guy had three passports, and he already broke his uh, his conditions of bail. And probably some so, money. So it comes like, yeah. I, mean, I have no idea how you get three American passports. But if that's Did not he a, really? Yeah. He, had to surrender, he surrendered three passports. All in his one name? Uh, yeah. And so that's why he's effectively, uh, when, when he, he first was released, with he had two ankle bracelets on. He uh, he violated the conditions of one of them, so he gets violated back. Uh, so now, for his own protection, he's in custody for 23 hours. 
this student in Santa Monica, whatever the evidence that they have, uh, it's got to be pretty damn good. <clears throat> so $2 million bail, and to, not that I'm trying to topic creep, but there's a reason. This is, where, what, this is what is so confusing to me. Kamala Harris was, was a city attorney. She was a prosecutor in San Francisco. Then she was attorney general in the largest state in the United States, the, the, fourth lar- the fifth largest economy on earth. With, with a low crime rate because we put people in jail, and she's agitating about bail. There's a reason some people don't get bail. And maybe if she'd ever prosecuted a case in her life, she would understand that occasionally, every once in a while, even white police arrest people that are complete dirtbags. Every once in a while, people are arrested because they are scumbags and they violated the law. Um, and that includes the man who's still at large, uh, a Van Nuys girl who was went missing, a 13-year-old Van Nuys girl went missing on Saturday, Maria Roman. Uh, it ended a search by police and loved ones that was launched when she never returned home after leaving the day, uh, leaving Saturday, with a man her family had befriended. The homeless guy. Right. Absolutely no background, no past. Maria Roman was found at a friend's house after being reported missing hours earlier, around 8.20 a.m. this morning. The man she was last seen with, who police describe as a transient, has not been found. Uh, her family had befriended the man known to them as Michael Stewart several weeks ago, according to LAPD. The family said they met him while waiting at a bus stop. <laughs> police said he helped with tasks around the house. And on Saturday, oh. he left with her 13-year-old daughter in the family's SUV to run an errand. Oh um, and I'm not, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that the daughter is evidently back. We don't know the, you know, what happened, but <clears throat> she's back and in good health. LAPD are looking for the guy. But I am a little curious, knowing what you know about Los Angeles, knowing what we know about transient people uh, in Los Angeles, what, what is the decision process to, to going ahead and greenlighting a guy to have access to your 13-year-old daughter? And Here, the car. And the SUV. Here is... Um, she little, can't drive it. No. No. Well, good thing they had the... Guy of unknown age. They, they say he's between <clears throat> uh, between 25 and 50. Oh, uh, well, okay. I, I thought they just settled on 45 okay. as one report. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so there you go. This is uh, Channel 4 uh, NBC, a little little bit of background. This is the mother. The mother's battling ovarian cancer. Oh. Uh, and when this goes on, they, but they go on to describe the relationship with the transient dude. It's really, you know, a reliving. It's... It, <laughs> And the fact that uh, we just finished our prayer, the community prayer, and it was an answered prayer. God is really good. We saw family members and friends walk into this police station. They are waiting now to be reunited with Maria. LAPD is looking for a man 45 to 50 years old known to Maria's family. I stand corrected. 45 to 50. I stand corrected. All right. Meanwhile. Befriended Maria at a bus stop two weeks ago, and he has been helping them by oh, right here. Police say he is a homeless man who first befriended Maria at a bus stop two weeks ago, and he has been helping them by driving mom to her doctor's appointments. Mm. Maria was last seen at 3 p.m. yesterday getting into their red family 1998 Nissan Pathfinder like this one with Stewart to run an errand. LAPD tells me they have not been able to locate that vehicle or Stewart. LAPD says Maria told detectives she last ate at 11 o'clock 
o'clock last night. She supposedly got food from a different homeless man. Right now, they're speaking to her, trying to figure out what she did over the past 25 hours, hour by hour, making sure no other crimes have been committed. And again, mom and family members and church members are waiting in the lobby right now, anxiously awaiting uh, Maria to see her for the first time. Yeah. You yeah, know, there's a lot going on here. Not often that I tell other people how to live or live their lives. I'm just saying a real loose rule of thumb I have in my life is uh, that when I'm approached by uh, a homeless guy with no last name uh, who just wants to do things around the house and, and, and shows uh, untoward attention towards my nine-year-old daughter. 13, uh, 13. Yeah, well, in 13 in this case. But this, this sure sounds an awful lot like a predator, a predator who groomed uh, a family that, that needed help and the guy portrayed himself as just a, uh, a b beneficent um, do gooder. Straight, yeah, just just like an angel saint straight from heaven. Down on his luck. You know, and, and so this this is a really nasty story, and I, I hope what I what may have happened did not happen. But, but you know, she just turned up at a relative's house this morning. Yeah. Which was weird. And, and he off and, he goes on the SUV, so now there's a stolen truck involved. And so depending on what the examination of her uh, reveals... Uh, but I, because I've lived in L.A. long enough uh, so that any optimism I have has been um, uh, kicked uh, to death, uh, if not by management uh, in radio from different stations than at least the news, uh, then I, I just have the worst feeling about this. And I just I just don't get it. it, it you know, you folks, you read the news, right? Right. I mean, people, men with two by fours and nails hammered through them are attacking us transients. People like, want to trust. And so, really yeah, just in, in general, just just there should be a sign at the bus stop that says, don't trust anything anyone says here or something. Everyone shut up. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Super Hyper Local Sunday. Many of you don't have electricity, so you're huddled around the transistor radio. Well, when we come back, it'll be story time. Once upon a time, thousands of people paid their electric bill. And so Cal Edison bent them over and greased up their Elon Musk mobile. <laughs> And uh, we'll get to that. It's a sad ending uh, right after this. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Seed's in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappay with the news. More stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian suits tracking the fires, the murders, and the power outages or outages, as they say in Canada. There's still um, apparently about 30,000 of ye without power. Thousands of people in SoCal, especially in LA County, were without power Saturday as record setting heat continued to blanket the region, according to a press release from LA DWP. Unprecedented peak electricity demand in the city caused thousands of outages. LADWP said it's leveraging all available resources to ensure safe, prompt restoration of power. As of 6 p.m., there were 32,000 of you without power still. Uh, SoCal Edison reported 21,000 without electricity all over the region. Uh, the most effective uh, affected communities uh, at one, one point were Westlake in uh, East L.A., uh, Koreatown, and uh, Beverly Grove with approximately 2,000 customers 
without power in the valley 3100 we're without power in encino uh 1600 customers in tarzana were affected elderly, elderly patients at the rehab center endured a hot friday and saturday uh, so anyway there uh, and usually these are actual heat failures of hardware of, of actual you know transformers and stuff like that so uh, they'll uh, they'll repair it theoretically as fast as uh, as any union employee on uh, double overtime will uh, will repair something in the heat in the heat, you know, with their mandatory breaks and their union reps there at the base of the ladder to ensure that they're all uh, the safety they're wearing their safety harnesses and the whole thing. So um, there uh, there is that. And will it get better? Well, uh, I guess the word around the campfire is that the heat is going to be around till I guess Wednesday. And uh, Bette Midler, Bette Midler had a panicky tweet uh, Saturday uh, about uh, that it was, she said it was 117 or 112 where she is. And uh, all you Republicans who are global <laughs> climate deniers, where are you now? <laughs> and I replied to her, I said, yes, and, and, and I, because she said, this is record beating, record beating heat. Okay, well, the record that was beat at her house, 112 degrees on 7 July yesterday. 7 July 2018, 112 degrees beat a prior record. When was the prior record? From the Triassic period? Well, no. From 19 frickin' two, 1952. 1950 frickin' two. I really want to drop a real F-bomb right there. 1950 blanking two. By how much? One degree. Okay. Well, yeah, you know. Well, but you know what, though? Remember... We didn't have internal combustion engines back in 1952. Nope. <laughs> World War II was fought with gliders. <laughs> so, anywho, just to remind everybody, you can come at me with all your climate data you want, but one day's temperature, that's not climate data. That's weather. Uh, but we've got uh, evidence showing that uh, in the L.A. area, the average temperature is up by over a degree, and that's actually not, not good for us. But that, uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact uh, there's more pavement in the L.A. area uh. than ever before. The other thing is the temperature reading stations haven't moved in 45 years. But what has happened around them, around airports, uh, and, and that is that uh, there's more pavement than before. You don't it, feel it's hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's still. Yeah. So, in other words, the actual readings uh, might might be off uh, because in, in many cases the actual, uh, you know, temperature uh, gauging stations, the actual scientific baseline controls have been in one place for 45 years. Uh, and, and so if it was put in an orange grove 40 years ago and there's a strip mall there, you know, and that's downwind from a subway, then, uh, you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of variables in that uh, in, in that data. But uh, but pointing out to, to on, you know, one day is I mean, what, on Saturday, it was 117 in Long Beach. That's incredible. I know, but it's not unprecedented. Now, Long it, Beach does get hot. It, it's happened it's before. It's right on the water. Yeah. And 117 is not unprecedented. It's like there's it's, no breeze there yeah. for some reason. And so, uh, and also, uh, I just like to remind everybody, it's July and you live in the desert. I know that William Mulholland has bamboozled all of you into thinking that this water just comes out of your sink, but we're actually stealing it from the Owen Valley. This is a desert. Okay, the valley, it's a desert. Rewatch Chinatown. Okay, that movie's practically a documentary. So just to remind everybody. Uh, fire evacuations also. Most of those uh, have been lifted. The one in Goleta, 
Uh, way up there, the one in Burbank, a brush fire in the Burbank Hills, uh, caused hour-long uh, evacuations on Saturday. No no word on whether or not our uh, our brother employee, Tim Cates, from Dodger Talk, who's busy right now taking your calls on Dodger Talk, no word on whether or not uh, he had to uh, be evacuated again. It'll be like the third time of the year for him. And then, Michael Chappé, you were saying that this... This fire in Burbank was right below the big capital B. Yeah, it was. Uh, you could see the smoke, and then they they got on it real quick, and they did a really good job keeping it under control. At the under top, control. you follow Olive all the way up. There's a giant white capital B, and that's uh, where the fire was. Yeah, what are the um, what is the <clears throat> the hillside up there with with the towers are above the B? Is that like Saddle Peak? What is that up I there? Forgot. Yeah, I forgot to. Uh, by the way, wild stab. The fire in Burbank out of the blue. There's no lightning. There were no uh, oh, the oh. car accidents. So what do you no think it could flares, be? <laughs> homeless. What could it be? MFR, hooking, uh, hooking kosher dogs or something. Um, it just that fire in Burbank. It 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 wasn't it wasn't in a neighborhood where like someone mows a rock and creates a spark. Not like that. So we're awaiting Burbank PD to tell us uh, what what happened there. So anyway, between the electricity off and the fires, there was a fire close to me. Um, at Lebec, way up on the grapevine, there was a there was a fire, and there happened to be crews and helicopters. There was a brief fire up uh, at Lebec, at the high point of the uh, of the grapevine, and it was like a Cold War air show. Mm. Cal Fire got out the old Navy anti-submarine planes, the S two, the S two trackers. Those flew out of uh, Lancaster, the twin engine sub hunters from the fifties and sixties. Bombing that thing, and then the uh, the venerable Rockwell OV10 Bronco, which only I believe only Cal Fire has those. Is that uh, a fixed now. wing? It's a fixed wing twin engine airplane, uh, way ahead of its time in the Vietnam War. It never got to fight the war it was meant to fight. It was retired too early, but they're in the service of Cal Fire now as the air, the aerial spotters. So they 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 attacked this fire at Lebec uh, aggressively, and it was it was out within a few hours. It only took there was like two hours of airplane and helicopter bombing. And, and the thing was out before it threatened I-5 and the whole thing. So salute. And I cannot imagine doing that work. What color were the choppers? Uh, well, they're they're white and red. Cal Fire's white and red. LA, oh, LA, oh, County, LA County was They're wasn't white, there? amber, and dark brown. LA County? <clears throat> LA County. Oh, yeah, so LA, their choppers are... LA City's white and red. Cal Fire's white and red. County's but yellow and black County and white. County has that yellow, black, and white. And they yeah. can fly at night because they have night vision. And they're all former Army aviators. They're awesome. So, um, yeah, so it was um, it was a good show there by Cal Fire. But you know, like I say, I cannot imagine doing that kind of work on a 115-degree day wearing now, wearing that gear. Now, I was told that the uh, the L.A. County Fire guys were given the option, do you want air conditioning in the choppers? And they said, no, we get more power without it. So we're going to really? work. Yep. I don't know if that's true. I'll Woo! have to look into that. Uh, that they, they 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 live for that stuff. Yeah, kids donate Febreze. Never mind the Twinkies and the cookies. <laughs> donate Febreze. We'll be back right after this. Super April local Sunday. Brian sits in here. Hour number two. Right after this on KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Oh my! What a super duper goal, Glendale. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, well. yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's right. why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640 More Stimulating Talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday, hour number two. 
Uh, and he's back from vacation. El Sportsball Caliente giving figures from the Petros and or Money Show on our station in the hall. L.A. Sports, uh, AM570 KLAC, your home of the Doyers. And we'll talk about the uh, All-Star Game lineup and uh, the World Cup of the football and all sorts of stuff. Uh, not really a lot of updates out of uh, Thailand. They said they are replenishing the cave route with oxygen tanks so they can uh, do this again with maybe three or four kids and hopefully in the next 48 hours get the rest of the uh, the kids out. New plan, they're leaving the coach in there uh, to uh, fend for him. No, it's no. not uh, <laughs> the truth. Um, and but he so, should be last. I, yeah, hopefully. Unless he's got health uh, uh, issues. Unless he's um, Billy, what's his name from Titanic? I have a child. He just pick, picks Bill, up a random Billy kid. Billy Zane. Yeah. yeah, Billy Zane. That's what the coach is going to do. No, I'm not. I'm what? I'm not the coach. I never. I'm just a really big kid on this team. What are you talking about? Get me the hell out of here. Um, no. So uh, so anyway, that will be. It looks looks like uh, the kids that they pulled out. Uh, the hospital is saying, uh, you know, there's some there's some little little worse, slightly worse for the wear, but um, they'll recover and uh, nothing serious. Uh, lost some weight, and uh, it all looks uh, good. Um, so we're looking at the heat wave uh, that brought record-breaking temperatures to the SoCal. It is going to be um, lasting us to about midweek. And so, and that means, like, everywhere. Nobody, if, if you got it hard, you're going to keep getting it hard until about Wednesday. Uh, the National Weather Service from San Diego tweeted out, it's still pretty hot, but temperatures will be on a gradual decrease for the next few days. We should approach near-average temperatures around uh, midweek. And then I had to recharge. You know, you got to recharge your air conditioning every couple of years with, the like, the new California-compliant. Uh, you know, I used to That's love for the, Central? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean for your car. Oh, for yeah. For your car. And I, I like things that you can do yourself. I do myself. I don't like going to a place and having a guy do it for 90 bucks and the whole thing. And you used to be able to get the hard stuff, you know, with Freon made from penguins and, and baby polar bears and all that. Now you have to get the California compliance stuff. And Does it work as good? I, I got in line. There the was difference? a line of us at the store. It, it's a zone for auto stuff. And there was a line and I was too hot in the line, and I just left, and uh, and so I didn't I didn't do it. I'll do it. I'll go, I'll go bright and early tomorrow, and I'll recharge the. Have air you done today. it before? Oh, it's so easy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so easy. And it just it's, it's there's so many things that, that people just don't do on their own cars that I just I don't get. They're, you open the hood, and, it's just like. But it's really simple. It's not like the old days. And you know what's crazy? Everything is on YouTube. Your oh, specific true. car, yes. the model and the year, it is on YouTube. Anything, YouTube, anything. Recharge my air conditioning in my 1923 Bugatti, you know, whatever. It is on YouTube. I, I changed my uh, electric window motor. Luckily, went to YouTube first. Otherwise, I would have been a lost. Yeah, it yeah. worked. It no, worked. no, it worked. So yeah, recharge your own. It's easy. It's not dangerous. It's not at that all. Not gonna compress. You, just, you 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 hook up the can to one of two nozzles in your in your AC. Uh, you can't f it up. Um, you turn on that. You you put it to pressure, undo it, and you got um, you got your air conditioning. By, by the way, we welcome aboard a new sponsor here on Super Hyper Local Sunday. Uh, Johnson Outboard Motors. You've got your sunrise. 
you caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails. You, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. You and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. So we'll be looking at reducing temperatures by about Wednesday. And so get out there on those uh, on those bodies of water, the ocean or the lakes, with uh, that fine uh, John. That, uh, the 75 is my favorite, uh, by the way. So a fatal collision in Victorville, uh, also uh, one on I-5. Let's start with that one. Officials identifying a man from Castaic as a victim in a fatal collision uh, with the trailer of a semi-truck on the 60 freeway in Beaumont. This is from last month. Um, the uh, man from Castag died at a hospital after being rushed from a June 26 crash scene. All westbound lanes of the 60 were shut down uh, on near the I-10 on the night of the incident. Many of you remember that. And a very ugly accident with the, <clears throat> the actual uh, trailer uh, going on there. Uh, authorities are continuing to investigate the fatal hit-and-run collision that occurred... Uh, in Victorville on Friday evening, emergency personnel with the San Bernardino County Sheriff's and Fire Departments, as well as American Medical Response, responding to reports of a vehicle versus pedestrian. This was East Sage and 7th around 9 p.m. It was determined that an unknown vehicle was driving north on 7th Street as the pedestrian was walking west across the street. Uh, no description of the pedestrian was provided, uh, but it was uh, it was fatal. Anyone with information on the collision or who may have witnessed it is urged to contact uh, San Bernardino Sheriff's Department. It's kind of kind of like gang shootings. Uh, when when there's a hit and run, when people uh, people tend to run uh, on on that one. You know what's crazy? Up in Oregon, they have triple trailers. You know, we have double trailers everywhere else, and you know you can you, they're consistent. If it's driven well, you not a problem. You know, usually you see single you know big rigs, but doubles are legal in California and most everywhere else in the country. Go up to Oregon, triples. Only in Oregon? I believe so. Because a lot of truck companies will, will uh, they'll change the cab and uh, when they get up there, and a specific Oregon driver will take your two plus put a third one up there and drive it up I-5. Uh, and it's crazy when you see those. <clears throat> because it's the one time there was a really ugly accident on I-5 on this bridge that goes over the Willamette River in Portland where this guy was changing lanes, and that third trailer became like a whip. And it literally slapped a car off the I- off of I five into the Willamette River, but they're illegal up there. I just I just had that thought because that was a uh, that other story was a a trailer story. Um, you heard about the Sherman Oaks standoff? Um, SWAT called, um, shots fired. There was a standoff. The the individual uh, is dead, but uh, the name may be familiar with you if you are a UCLA basketball fan. Or, uh, or, or possibly that much uh, deep diver into the NBA. We'll have that uh, name for you also. Former NFL uh, player Brandon Browner was arrested this afternoon uh, near Azusa. We'll get to that. So uh, former athletes with L.A. Connections on the bad side of the news when we come back. Right after this, it is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news.
KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits and producer Joey Murata and Justin Saylor and Michael Chappé in here until 10 p.m. El Sportsball Caliente, the hot sports ball. Kevin Figures will join us here at the bottom of the hour and we'll ask him about uh, Tyler Honeycutt. But uh, first, police are looking for a suspect after a man was found stabbed to death in Paramount early this morning, 2.03 a.m., Elberg Street, as according to L.A. County Sheriff's Department, uh, spokesperson Lieutenant Hoagland, the identity of the victim has not been revealed. Police do not yet have a description of the suspect. Anyway, someone was stabbed, and uh, they've been found. The dude, there was an officer-involved shooting, or was there? A man was in the hospital after he apparently wounded himself early Saturday in an officer-involved shooting. The incident happened just before 6 a.m. Police responding to a report of a man with a handgun on Victory near Gaviota. Uh, Officers found the man waving the gun in the air like he just don't care, and the shooting occurred shortly afterwards, Rubenstein said. Uh, uh, That is LAPD uh, spokesperson Josh Rubenstein. Uh, The man was struck, and he was taken to a hospital. Uh, The LAPD issued a tweet later yesterday saying, quote, it appears that the suspect was not struck by an officer's gunfire. The suspect appears to have sustained injuries consistent with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Close quote. So you know what that means. That means uh, no uh, <clears throat> no taking off street duty with um, with uh, with a week of investigation. It wasn't your weapon, uh, officer. Hey, do you remember Brandon Browner, everybody? Two-time Super Bowl champ, uh, the Patriots, uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Denver Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks, and of course, why? Who could leave out the Calgary Stampeders? Of the Canadian Football League. Well, uh, he got he got picked up. He got picked up by the Popo, by uh, Laverne PD. Former NFL player Brandon Browner arrested this afternoon. For some serious near, near stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he he goes there. He has some history with the victim. Um, long list of charges: kidnapping, burglary, false imprisonment, violation of a restraining order in relation to an incident that took place earlier in the morning. Officers in the LVPD responded to the call 10.07 a.m. this morning. Um, Browner was identified as the intruder, allegedly physically forced the victim back into her residence when she attempted to flee. The former NFL pro allegedly physically harmed and made threats to kill the victim inside the residence. Um, He fled the scene before police arrived. It was alleged to have taken a Rolex watch valued at $20,000 from the victim before leaving the scene. In addition, he had a previous relationship with the victim, and had previously been arrested for domestic violence and was restrained from the victim, according to police. Once you violate one of those, man, it's on. It's, it is on, and it's on hard. Anyway, he was located Sunday afternoon, took him into custody on felony charges. The L.A. native has previously been arrested for domestic battery and child endangerment in 2018 and possession of the booger sugar in 2017, according to TMZ. The yayo, the Bolivian marching powder, the cocaine I'm talking about. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. The uh, 33-year-old, born in L.A., attended high school in Silmar, home of the Vikings, I think. That's always a good bet. Like yeah. Always a good bet to go with the Vikings. Pretty sure Silmar's not the Dolphins. They, it's they not the Bears? Yeah, no, they don't have the Carl Lewis uh, track and field there at Silmar. Uh, I believe they're the, uh, the Silmar bullet catchers. Uh, well... <laughs> This is a sad story. If you are a UCLA fan, fan of the basketball, then you remember Tyler Honeycutt, 2011 uh, All-Pac-10, 
a really good collegiate player. He had never quite stuck with the NBA, uh, played in uh, in some foreign leagues. Anyway, the former NBA UCLA ba- uh, standout uh, barricaded himself inside a Sherman Oaks residence um, uh, before firing on a police. He was found dead early Saturday by his own hand. Family members identified the man as Tyler Honeycutt, the former UCLA basketball player. Overnight, LAPD SWAT went into the home and discovered his body. Uh, this uh, They tweeted shortly before 4 a.m. Uh, authorities tweeted later that it appeared Honeycutt died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. This is what they updated uh, late last night. Regarding last night's officer-involved shooting in the Van Nuys Division, it appears as if the suspect was not struck by any officer's gunfire. The suspect appears to have sustained injuries consistent with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, the barricade began around 5 p.m. Friday. Police received a call from the suspect's mother. Uh, she said her son was acting erratically when officers arrived at the home uh, near Riverside and Tyrone. The suspect opened fire on them. Officers returned fire, and they they had. I remember on Friday they were saying they thought they wounded the the suspect or something. It turned out they did not wound him. Uh, no officers were involved. Apparently injured in the shooting. Thirty residents surrounding the home were evacuated, uh, but when they did breach, they found Tyler Honeycutt. Uh, dead, gunshot wound, self-inflicted. So it is, uh, I leave it to you. So he UCLA. shot at them and they shot back, right? Yeah, yeah. and that uh, that's what happens. And and, um, and I don't know, uh, they're not telling us what the, chron- you know, the chronology of it was. If <clears throat> if if he shot himself, uh, I, I didn't hear any updates about they heard a shot inside or anything like that. Uh, or if it happened immediately and they sat there for, Eight hours trying to get him to show himself or, or whatever. But uh, regardless, what was his issue? Uh, we haven't really. Heard I don't know. Uh, anytime you see uh, that um, you know a loved one or family member says they're behaving erratically, uh, it, it's usually a safe bet that we're we're talking about not 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 just alcohol, but uh, some kind of drug abuse. And I'm I'm assuming seeing his resume, that his like I say his tenure in the NBA was was brief. Um, it, you don't make your your first years in any professional league, baseball, football, basketball. You're not making gazillions, um, uh, but the pressure to spend like you're making gazillions uh, is there for all those guys. Really? And, is that because of their age? Yeah, you know, um, and you got to make it rain, and you got to get the bottle service and the whole thing. And they're not making thirty million bucks. You know, they're not making they're not even making Carmelo money. You know, but but so it's not going to surprise me if. This familiar pattern, you know, he leaves UCLA as a sophomore in 2011. Um, NBA doesn't pan out for him. He plays in foreign leagues far away from home. Uh, you know, the, the money's not what he thought it would be. And, it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just speculating. I don't have the inside knowledge, but this, so often we see the script almost. Uh, so uh, we'll uh, talk to Kevin Figures about this when we come back. Also, the lineup for the All-Star Game in the, in the Major League of Baseball. And uh, more stuff, uh, some LeBron talk, and more when we check in with sports. And Kevin Figures, uh, Sportsball Kelly NT, right after this. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. at KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news. Very best shot and made the best team win. AM six forty more stimulating talk. Can anybody name this theme song? Let's bring uh, El 
Sportsball Caliente, Kevin Figures, back from vacation on. This is, by the way, this theme song, this is before my time. This is the C- so this is from the Stone Age then. Yeah, this was CBS's uh, NBA Game of the Week full theme song. No, from the seventies. Oh yeah, the listen. It sounds like the new Christy Minstrels. Makes me want to coke. Wow, I know. Um, it makes me. I want to close and play in an easy bake oven. Uh, yeah, that's. That's pretty soft. I can't imagine Dr. J dunking on somebody with that being the intro theme. I know. With, like, the really, really short shorts. Yeah, I guess the, so. Yeah, The right. 1978 jobs. Right. Sounds more like the 1940s or something. Bob Cousy with his hand on top of the ball. Come on, chums. Let's go play some hoops. Let's go play some <laughs> basket. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, you know, the name of the game um, uh, and my reputation is Debbie Downer. So let's start with... Yes. Uh, Tyler Honeycutt, uh, oh. sophomore 2011, leaves UCLA, all Pac-10, brief time in the NBA, then off and on with European leagues uh, and all this. You, you, uh, Did you hear about this on Saturday? He, he, you know, I'm, I'm, Obviously you did, but <clears throat> you know, we didn't know who it was on Friday who was the barricaded suspect, but then it yeah, came they, out yesterday. Yeah, the talk was just that it was a former high-profile UCLA athlete, and we found out later on Saturday night, or Friday night, excuse me, that it was Tyler Honeycutt. From UCLA, who had a checkered pass at UCLA, had some, some run-ins, and there's a reason why he left in his sophomore season. He was only a second-round pick by the Kings. He was hoping he'd get drafted a little bit higher, uh, but just a tragic situation. He got involved into a shootout with police uh, at his home in Sherman Oaks, and they found out a couple of hours later that uh, he did pass away from a self-inflicted wound. So, What was it, what were his run-ins on campus? Was there some precursor? Was it a druggy no, kind of thing? Or? I don't think it was a druggy thing. It's just that you have immature kids who are you know, highly touted recruits who think that they're not getting the shine they deserve or getting the kind of playing time they deserve. Uh, he got playing time. He was an excellent player. Just maybe left a little bit earlier than, he, uh, than many people thought he should have, uh, as evidenced by the fact that, again, he was a second-round pick, but he was an excellent athlete. No, but I don't think it was anything out of the normal for an 18- or 19-year-old kid who's been told he's the greatest thing since sliced bread since he was an 8-year-old. Yeah. You know, no different than any of these other you know players. Yeah, so I'm guessing we're going to find out a lot more, fill, fill in the details. But uh, but obviously, between then and Saturday, uh, something something happened. You know, besides yeah. the NBA dream failing for a guy who, who was you know aiming at that all of his life, and then, then one day you wake up and you're playing for AC Milan. In Italy. Right, you don't, you don't speak a word of Italian. Don't know anyone there. Yeah, and that his coach, his high school coach, did talk about that in some quotes to the LA Times earlier today. Uh, you know, saying the guy's been playing overseas in Israel and in Russia, and there's a obviously a language gap, language barrier there, and he had not been adjusting very well. I know his mother and his head coach said that he's just been acting, acting strangely over the last couple of days, uh, and his coach believes that just not being able to adjust as well as you would like, uh, to foreign soil, uh, which, you know, doesn't get talked about a lot. A lot of these players you mentioned a second ago have aspirations of playing in the NBA, and he had a cup of coffee, was drafted by the Kings, played a little bit for the Houston Rockets, and things just didn't work out too well for him, and the adjustment overseas just wasn't going uh, as well as planned, and obviously other issues going on with him, but uh, that uncomfortability uh, playing in a foreign place certainly didn't help. Uh, all right. Well, so yeah, it's a sad chapter for you uh, UCLA fans and, and local basketball fans. So in uh, in the baseball, the uh, freeway series, the Doyers uh, taking one out of three down there 
at uh, Anaheim. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Yasiel Puig, three-run homer today, home run last night. It looks like his bat has come alive. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because after he hit the three-run home run, his very next at-bat uh, swung and missed and tweaked something in his hip. And uh, Dave Roberts says it's more than likely he's going to go on the disabled list. Uh, so right before the All-Star game, Yasiel Puig seems to be uh, getting that power back. And he's played solidly all season anyway. Uh, but for him to get some of that power in his bat, provide some great offense these last couple of nights, uh, bad timing for him to go out uh, for this Dodger team, which, you know, unfortunately you thought they'd come in and at the very least be able to get two out of three against the Angel team that's been struggling a little bit. Uh, Shohei Otani was back in the lineup tonight, uh, or pinch hit tonight in the seventh inning, got the go-ahead home run, well, eventually the game-winning home run for the Angels, but they have not been world beaters, save for Mike Trout all season. So a little bit of a disappointing series this weekend against the Angels in Anaheim, uh, considering how well the Dodgers have been playing lately. Yeah, and especially, uh, I didn't I didn't know this record, but the the Dodgers when they score first have been forty. They were forty five and twelve going into today. They go up three zip with a Puig home run, and it's you know it's a, it's academic because I mean this is they're so powerful when they have that lead and they they lose. But it was so now they're like forty five and thirteen. When they score first, yeah, I'd still say that's pretty darn good. It's pretty amazing darn good by, by any standard uh, for this team. Who you know, people were bearing the first month and a half of the season, and you know, even at this point in time, where they are with the Arizona Diamondbacks, I believe the D-backs lost to San Diego today. So I believe uh, the Dodgers one game out of first place in the National League West. And if you were to say coming into the season, considering how everything shook out with one week to go before the All-Star break, that the Dodgers will be within one game of first place. I think any Dodger fan would have taken it. And does anyone care about the All-Star game? Very few. Yeah. Few people. I know the Dodgers, Max Muncy, uh, is part of the final vote. Uh, so uh, they, this is something that MLB instituted about a decade ago where it drums up some interest the last week before the All-Star game where a couple of representatives from a few teams across Major League Baseball are eligible to be voted in by the fans. And so Max Muncy, who does have 20 home runs for the Dodgers, is one of the eligible players in the National League for votes. And I believe the Dodgers entered a joint campaign with the Yankees who are trying to get Giancarlo Stanton in. So Dodgers and Yankees doing some cross-promoting, trying to get Giancarlo Stanton and Max Muncy into the All-Star game. And if you are an Angel fan, one of the few, Andrelton Simmons, their great shortstop, he is on the final ballot for the American League All-Star roster. Um, so we have Croatia and England and we have Belgium and France. Yes. In the final four of the Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yes. Tuesday we have France and Belgium, the neighbors going at it. And then we have England and Croatia coming up on Wednesday. Do you have, are you pulling for anybody in particular in these, uh, of these final four there, Brian? Well, my analysis of this, as I look at the semifinal, uh, the one on Wednesday, uh, I, I told my wife, I see Belgium, I see France, but mm-hmm. I see Great Britain's underpants um, <laughs> on this one. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see a France-England uh, final, and I think England's going to win. And then they're, they're, when Putin uh, is there at the ceremony, because, you know, the Russians just act, poisoned another person in Britain. This one died today. So, so, oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're talking about pulling the English team out of the World Cup. So I say I say they win next Sunday, and then they uh, they pee on Putin. Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend that. I'd say if they do win on Sunday, they have those buses and those planes warmed up yeah. for as soon as the whistle blows, and they get the hell out of Russia as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think I don't think I would trust the yeah, the the Aeroflot plane 
uh, back but, to London. So, but I will say this: if England does winning the World Cup, they are going to freak the hell out. Yeah. For what has been their sport, it is their sport. Yet they've been dreadful at it for like the last forty-five years, maybe even longer than that. If England, people thought that Mexico would have gone crazy, and and northern Mexico, aka Los Angeles, would have gone crazy had they won the World Cup, uh, it'll be just as just as crazy out there in England if they find a way to win this thing. What are you talking about? You, you mean Malibu? That's where all the, it'll be like Anthony Hopkins <laughs> is going to drop acid and run around in a speedo. If, if England that's wins, just, that's just that's just a Wednesday night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Kenneth <laughs> Kenneth Branagh is going to be running around with uh, in, with uh, Piers Morgan. Piers Piers Morgan. Oh, Piers no, Morgan. the guy from the sheriff, the main guy from Walking Dead, because he's British. Oh, I know you're talking about. And, and Idris Elba. <laughs> and Idris Elba. Elba. They'll be running around. There'll be a gang of drugged up Englishmen running through Hollywood. Yes, Michael Caine will be passed out in the, at Santa Monica Pier. Michael yes. Caine, we have we won yes. this, uh, the World Cup again. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Kevin Figure is uh, better known as El Sportsball Caliente, like the tattoo Please. says. Um, and uh, he is uh, part of the Pedro Money show in the afternoons on our sister station, uh, AM 570 KLAC, LA Sports, your home of the Doyers. Uh, all right, uh, take it sleazy, bro. Always, Brian. All Thanks, right. brother. <laughs> yeah, see you this week. Uh, we'll be back right after this one last time. Uh, it is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. Look me in my eyes. Tell me everything's not fine. All the people ain't happy. And the river has run dry. You thought you could go free. But the system is done for. If you listen real closely. KFI AM, 640, more stimulating talk. Super hyper local Sunday, Brian Suits, wrapping up uh, this uh, long weekend. It all starts back tomorrow. Oh, now I know this song. All right, Michael Chappé with a uh, musical request from uh, the group Grandson. The song is Blood, yeah. Blood Water. Blood Water. Yeah. Now I know it. You from, do? Yeah, You've from heard it. that one station that I worked at years ago when I got into radio. Oh, uh, I know yeah. what that is. Interesting. Well, the news cycle starts off uh, bright and early. Was, I was incorrect. I, I thought, for some reason, I thought Trump was going to make a morning announcement of his nominee to That's prime time. replace Kennedy. It, it, it is going to be 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. East Coast. ABC had to tweet out that The Bachelorette will not be. Uh, <laughs> they're going to start it after he's done. And So no rose for I them, mean, yeah. does anyone understand how completely meta this is? He, The, the reality yeah. TV star... Is doing. He's going to basically do a rose ceremony as the president. For, yeah, for three three uh, uh, distinguished jurists who are hoping to be on the the uh, the the Supreme Court Lorette. Um And so, but I I sense my sense of it is that the two who are not going to be selected know who they are, and the uh, the uh, woman that he has selected. Uh, so right, it's three Tommy. men down to three men, one woman. Uh, uh, two, as far two as we men, know, one woman. Yeah, yeah, and because of her age and her sex, because the, both of those things make her uh, kryptonite. Is she the one that? Uh, I'm pretty sure she's the one that uh, supposedly a Catholic and uh, yeah, she Diane was uh, at uh, uh, on the staff at or uh, faculty at Notre Dame uh, and all this, and so she's photogenic, and um, the Trump voters like her, 
And uh, Diane Feinstein, of course, is declaring that you can you can pretty much just go into an alley with a hanger and give yourself an abortion uh, right now. In Phoenix today, there was a protest in front of the federal building. A bunch of women dressed up uh, like the Handmaid's Tale. Oh my! <laughs> where, where they, and the, well. they they whoever the Trump nominee is, <clears throat> they're declaring is pretty much the end of Roe v. Wade. Though there's absolutely no case pending before the Supreme Court. Oh, any, there would be though. <laughs> there, there might be. I, I just think it's, it's settled law. Why are we even revisiting? Uh, yeah, but uh, that's what's going to happen. Uh, and but I my my pick uh, from last Tuesday that he'll pick uh, this this woman uh, Coney would she be the youngest on on the panel? If, nine? I believe she's forty nine. She definitely would be. I don't know. She's not the youngest ever appointed, right? But she would be at the, uh, time, the youngest yeah. right now. Elena yeah. Kagan is still a, a bit of a spring chicken, but uh, she was young when she was appointed. Um, but uh, no, a forty nine year old would be the youngest. So along with Gorsuch, you know, you're talking about two people uh, who definitely you could get thirty years out of them. And so this is this is what's really pissing people off is this new thing of appointing young Supreme Court justices. It's as if Trump is just saying, "You've got just." Oh no, he's not. Trump is just saying. No, he's not saying that. Trump is saying, "He, he, he, he." Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see uh, who it's going to be. So it's going to be a national thing. John and Ken will be on the air, uh, of course, at five five o'clock. And this should be a, a pretty quick uh, announcement on on uh, this deal. And then uh, the other kvetching and gnashing of teeth is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg doesn't, she can't hang on forever. And the people are out there tweeting a 10-year-old picture of her doing yoga. Well, she's 10 years older than that what? now. And and she's planking. She's doing that straight back thing. <laughs> really? Like, okay, there's RB, there's the notorious RBG and she's she's planking, but she can't do that forever. She wants to retire. So uh, so anyway, it's uh, it's going to be a heck of a news cycle. And then the other deal is uh, Trump goes to Moscow uh, at, at the end of next week. No, no, he, no, Finland. I thought. I mean, um, goes to Helsinki to meet yeah. Putin uh, and wants a wants a one on one meeting with him uh, with translators and all that. Even though Putin speaks English, does um, he? Yeah. he does. He just never does in public because he's embarrassed. Oh. Any language he can't master, he doesn't like speaking in public. He speaks German without an accent. Flawless German. So that's why I'm always scared whenever he goes and meets with uh, Angela Merkel. But but anyway, because she's an East German. A lot of people don't know this. She's no, a, I didn't know. She's that. an East German. She's not a former West German. She's an Aussie. Really. And and that's where Putin was a KGB agent in Leipzig, and he he ran foreign students going to school in, in Leipzig. He also ran uh, uh, prominent communist students and all that. So so anyway, uh, so that it's going to be quite a week for the news, starting with the Supreme Court. Um, and and you're not what you're not going to hear about in this upcoming week is th this failure in North Korea um, for the United States and the Trump administration to understand really truly what North Korea was prepared to deal away. They're clearly now not prepared to deal away their nukes. They don't want to. They never said they would. And they're looking at us like, why are you acting like this is news to you? So anyway, the <clears throat> next round. No missiles though. Um. They're they're not giving anything up. No, and I mean they're they're not firing off no, missiles no, and no, testing warheads no. or anything. Uh, they they just might if the U.S. keeps going to them saying no 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 you you missed the spirit of the Singapore summit. <laughs> so that's not going to be the news uh, because the uh, as, as I've said, uh, Trump will release a cage of rabbits every single day and he'll do it uh, tomorrow at five p.m. 
Um, all right. Well, I, I've fallen down on the job on Have You Seen a Free Couch? I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, I see a lot of these days here at the beginning of a new month, a lot of mattresses lately. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's I've like noticed that too. The last thing. But nobody I'd wants ever, that. I know. <laughs> no, like the last thing you'd ever pull, even if it said free and hey, super free. It's like, no, no, it's a, it's a mattress. Um, Joey Murata, did, did you tweet that out? I did. Yeah, I did. you tweeted that out. And what's your Twitter feed again? It's KFI Joey on Twitter. It's yeah. nice. There's like a, a three cushion and then a two cushion, but there's a problem. The actual cushions that make it a couch are gone. Oh, that's a problem? Was that an issue? Uh, yeah. Some, maybe. <laughs> nice. I, got, I got something else, though. You know, actually on that same street, I saw another uh, leather sofa with a cushion. So that's uh, St. Clair yeah. and Burbank so uh, in North Hollywood. Check out, uh, wait, KFI Joey? KFI Joey. KFI Joey. Um, and uh, Justin Saylor with the West Valley Report. Uh, yes. Uh, Josh Any, Saylor, I think you mean. What did I say? I think you called me Justin. Then you didn't what? correct me earlier when I called you Justin. <laughs> That's true. I did not chime in. Well, then, if, 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 too, that's true. Your, I let you get away your, with your, one. Your, I, I waited. I set a trap. The to grace see if you period's do it again. over, man. Your new default name is Justin. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, uh, well so how's, how's the West Valley doing for free uh, furniture? Well, I haven't seen any free furniture. Even though I did hear in a traffic report today, there is some furniture near the Canoga exit on the 101 <laughs> freeway. So oh, feel free if everyone wants to stop in the middle of the freeway. I don't know if it's in the middle, actually. I shouldn't say that. By but, now, it's but, probably been pushed off. But it's probably pushed off the side. But I did see a coyote earlier, but we don't do that anymore. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. Okay, I saw one walking down the street. Yeah, uh, near if, if the my, situation uh, west, dictates. Near my uh, West Valley home. What, what time of day? During the heat? Uh, like, oh. I was up at like 4 a.m. in the morning, 3.30 oh. in the morning. And I do weird stuff at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. walk around my house. So. Has any, have you guys all seen Collateral, the Tom Cruise, you know, the Michael Mann movie with Jamie Foxx as a cab driver? And Tom Cruise is the assassin who comes down uh, to L.A. to do like five hits in one night. Have you, have I didn't you ever see seen that? that. No, that's... there's a shot late and late as the movie runs as the, the in the movie it's about 3 a.m. in L.A. and uh, they were shooting in downtown L.A. and a coyote just trotted down the street and so they rolled film on it and he just goes do 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 and does that coyote trot and runs around and then gets out of the shot. They wound up putting it in the movie and and it's there's not a more L.A. moment. What than, about the extra fee for that little? Puppy. He was, yeah, he was union, uh, he, he, but he wouldn't do his own stunts, uh, and he is available as of the first in the month. But uh, the that's cool. But his his agent his agent won't call him back. But uh, no, there's not a more L.A. moment than seeing a coyote in the middle of our metropolis. Right. So uh, so good. good first for time you. it happens, you're like, is that what I think it is? Josh Justin. Justin. <laughs> good for you. We'll have to figure that one out. Um, and uh, Michael Chappé wrapping it up. I didn't see you nothing. Have a good one. Got nothing. Oh, Nothing. It's too hot. People aren't aren't moving furniture. I, I, you know what? I yeah, I couldn't get the women folk out of the house today to do their farm chores. <laughs> the, the even the chickens, the chickens were just sitting there just panting. Yeah, Neil says that you make your own butter. I do. So there are chores to be done. I do that. It's uh, the shake weighty motion. All right, it is uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be back Tuesday with uh, Bill Handel for Technical Tuesday KFI M640 more stimulating.